Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? You're listening to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast with myself, Brad Simcox, and the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo himself, Tom Childs. How are we doing, buddy? I'm doing good, mate. How are you? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm. I'm quite excited actually this week. Um, I know we've got no Dave. We're not. We haven't put him in the uh, intro today because uh, we don't know where he is. <laughs> Again, <laughs> it's like the, the good old days. <laughs> yeah, the good, the good old days. I'm, I'm back, and he seems, he seems to be just swanning off doing what he doing what he does best. I think it's like uh, Alex Smith isn't playing quarterback, or he's playing quarterback. <laughs> um, because whenever Alex Smith had a bad day, uh, Dave never turned up to the podcast. So, um, <laughs> no, since since Mahomes has been playing, he's been ever present. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe maybe Alex Smith is back at quarterback because after all, we are playing the Detroit Lions this weekend. It is, and it the is. last time we played the Detroit Lions. Um, it was a very good day, shall we say? Yeah, for, for we, us guys. we were just saying this before. The the, the this game really kind of uh, holding our hearts a little bit, don't we? Mm-hmm, from a personal absolutely. point of view, especially for UK fans, because this is for a lot of us. It was the first time we got to saw the Chiefs live in our own backyard, mm-hmm. and uh, it was. I mean, that that day at Wembley in 2015 was just yeah. special, wasn't it? It was a special was. special day for everyone. And not just because of the football. Um, it was a special day for us too because it's actually the day we met, Brad. It is. It, it is. Was. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I was a competition winner. You were. You were yeah. a competition. You, you won that jersey, that infamous number 15 jersey that everyone confuses for a Mahomes jersey <laughs> from the front. But when they turn around, they actually see that it says Wembley on the back. <laughs> Do you know what? You're just saying that there. I put, it, I put the picture on Twitter the other day. And yeah, I put on there. It was in 2015. This is me, mate, at the at the Lions game. And somebody straight away said, "Hang on a minute, why you're wearing a Mahomes jersey in 2015? How are you doing that?" And I was like, "Time travel, mate." You know, <laughs> I think they thought I'd like been superimposed on this picture. You know, I was like, yeah. "Ah, found you out, found you out." <laughs> They've um, been clearly listening to the Back to the Chiefs podcast that I reposted <laughs> today, uh, where we actually went back to 2015 and celebrated that win. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, even when we went back on that podcast. It still didn't really. I don't think it captured the the whole excitement of the whole thing. I mean, I know we get um, we get some Americans who are saying, we, you know, the game shouldn't be leaving America, and I, I get that. I understand that. It's like a Premier League football team going and playing across over an uh, Asia Cup or something like that, isn't it? It mm-hmm. does. It doesn't sit right with us when your team's flying off somewhere else, and you're thinking, well, they should be here. They should be playing at home at our mm-hmm. head in front of us, um, but. There was a lot of Americans there. There was a lot of uh, Kansas Cityans there as well, weren't mm-hmm. they? That just made that day special because yeah. we were meeting up with them for, I mean, for myself, it was a lot of them for the first time. Yeah. Um, but you'd, you'd obviously arranged uh, a lot of the parties and everything that was going on. You had the uh, the pub that you had. Uh, you had actually, um, uh, Clark had turned up, didn't he? 
We did, we did. I, I, I'm not yeah. going to take credit for that one myself. Oh, uh, you should do, man. I, I turned up, but no, I didn't arrange that one. But we did plenty of cool things that weekend. And should the Chiefs come over to London again, I'm sure we'll do plenty of other cool things. And I'm sure interest would be even even higher in this uh, particular game because Mahomes yeah. would be the guy coming across. And I'm sure plenty of um, people from Kansas City would travel across after hearing the success story of 2015 and hearing mm-hmm. from their friends that how much of a good time it was in London. I'm sure the Chiefs fans would double in numbers next time in London it would be it would be such a surreal experience if it happened again and hopefully we'll be talking about this in a year's time Um, it's only a matter of months until the NFL UK release uh, what teams will be coming across and we're expecting eight teams to come across yet again two games at Tottenham two games at Wembley and hopefully the Chiefs can be one of those teams before Mahomes becomes so good that the NFL simply do not want to send him abroad because they need him yeah. in, in at home filling stadiums. He is an ambassador of the NFL over here, though, isn't he? Uh, he's, well, he's one of the players that's uh, an ambassador. So yeah, he I'm, is. I'm kind of hoping that they're going to they're going to lean on that a little bit he and is. bring him over. What you don't want it to happen is you don't want the, the Chiefs to become such a an entity and such hot property that you, we find the Chiefs in the situation what the Packers are in at the moment because the Packers mm-hmm. have got Aaron Rodgers and they travel so well. The NFL International Committee are finding it so hard to get the Packers across to London because every time they go to an away game, it's a guaranteed sellout for that team because they've got Packers and Aaron Rodgers coming into town. Where if Mahomes carries on the way that he's going, he's going to become like the LeBron James of of the NFL where every stadium he goes to, he will fill it up. And if that happens, then it's going to be harder and harder for the NFL to bring Mahomes and the Chiefs across to London. So we need it to happen like sooner rather than later before it becomes impossible. Yeah, let's hope it happens soon. I know we've got the Mexico game again this year, isn't it? Mm-hmm, we do, we do. Um, which might not play into our hands for next no. year. But you never know. Next couple of years, you never know. Fingers it crossed. Happen. So fingers crossed. Um, we'll talk about the Lions, obviously, because this is the preview show. But um, I just wanted to give us a bit of an update on the Chiefs news. I mean, it's, it all seems like it's the Mahomes news at the minute. It is. Um, because I have everything. to put that stuff together every morning for Harry Ed Pride. Trust me, I know it's Mahomes news. I must filter through about a hundred different Mahomes stories every single day. Mahomes mania, isn't it? it? Um, yeah, mad. the... Well, I mean, one of the news, news stories that came out is it looks as though he could be signing a $200 million contract at the, at the end of the season, basically. And just, just that? What? Just $200 million, is that? Just $200 million. <laughs> I mean, to everybody else, he's probably priceless. But, I mean, you know, can you see Mahomes going for something that big of a contract? Because yes. he seems quite a humble guy. He seems a very humble guy, but I'm sure he wants to make his money, and he will make money elsewhere. But he's going to make a load. He's going to make a load from this contract, and he deserves every single penny. I don't want to hear people calling out for him to take a cheaper deal because he doesn't have to. He's deserved of this contract, and you never know. The CBA might come along; it might change, and the salary cap might go up loads. So, in two or three years' time, two hundred million might seem quite cheap compared to the deals that I don't know. Like, um, who is the the first quarterback taken this year? I can't even remember. Um, Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray. Murray. Yeah, yeah. See, Kyler Murray, if he plays well, then his contract might be worth even more than that in a few years' time because it tends to be the next contract is the most expensive one, um, especially if the guy's got talent. So with the salary cap and when those deals come up and if that's, the cap goes up, then Mahomes might look like a bargain. 200 million, who's going to say no if you offered um, Mahomes a 200 million five-year deal right now? I know we'd all be happy with it. <laughs> He'd be happy with it. Just it. It makes too much sense. Get this guy under contract next year. Yeah, exactly. And I totally agree with you, mate. I really do. Um, but I mean, let's let's talk about how it how he's actually got to this standard because 
recently, um, we I mean we we've all seen the the first three weeks of this this season, and we saw all of last season. You know, the guy just does not miss a beat. I think you had one. Was it one bad game against the Jags where he didn't score a touchdown pass or something? Yeah, but was, that was the Jags defense, which was incredible. I exactly, say he had a bad game. He he controlled the ball quite well and just got, kept the offense ticking along and put us in scoring position. So I wouldn't say it was a yeah. bad game. But to anybody, to any other quarterback, that was a great game. Yeah, but for true. Mahomes, it's a bad game. You know? Yeah. So, but um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about the first three weeks of the season because. The uh, I think everybody's seen it, especially all across Chiefs Kingdom, and, and quite a few people are enraged by it. But this new PFF grade system that they seems to have this algorithm that seems to have worked out that mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes sits sixth best <laughs> in the league in the first three weeks of the season. How is that even possible? He tops every single every single stat, every single chart on there. And yet he's sixth, and he's only one place ahead of Derek Carr. Never mind stats. Never <laughs> mind grading systems. The eye test alone is enough. Mahomes is playing at a level that we've not seen from a quarterback in a long, long time. He is dicking on the rest of the league <laughs> right now. That's and a it's, very British phrase, that isn't it? It's not even <laughs> close. Like Tom Brady, number one, that Prescott, Carson Wentz, all these guys ahead of him. Yes, they're playing well, and they are playing really well. Like Tom Brady looks very good so far this season. He does look all right, yeah. yeah. But Mahomes is playing out of this world, and to be honest, all PFF have done has done themselves a lot of damage because now people are looking at this grading system going well if he's sixth I'm certainly not subscribing to you because your system is broken <laughs> yeah. it has sixth, to be broken if he's sixth I'm eighth yeah right? exactly because exactly. have you heard about what the algorithm's meant to be working out I have it's something, something, something to do lines. about with interceptions that should have happened that should have happened yeah, yeah. Okay, but if that's the well, case I'm going to be number one on that yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll have interceptions and should have had interceptions because it's just it's just it's it's crazy to think that they put that kind of algorithm in there that stat in there it's like yeah I mean did he was he intercepted no there we go there's no interceptions. He's zero interceptions for the first three three games. Exactly. And what they're doing, they're essentially penalising for players trying to make tougher throws. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, that's all they're doing, tighter windows. So Mahomes is going for the outworldly plays because he has the outworldly ability. But PFF are going to downgrade him because he's going for those throws. It's stupid. It is. I'm not being funny. Mahomes has essentially broken PFF for all these fans. <laughs> it's broken. So he's broken the Jags. He's broken the Ravens and now he's broken PFF. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> he has. He he's has just on a. It's just a demolition, isn't he? Exactly. Why would you listen to any quarterback grading system that PFF <laughs> throws out now after ranking Mahomes sixth so far this season? Sixth. It's, it clearly doesn't work. Their system is broken. Carson Wentz is third. Yeah, I, I'm okay with him being third as third. long as Mahomes. As long as Mahomes is first. But the fact that Mahomes is sick just shows how rubbish the whole system is. And the fact that they need to blow it up and start again so it can become Mahomes-proof. Because at the moment, he is destroying every type of record going and he's destroying every type of grading system going. Exactly. He's a phenomenon. But you know what? The folks at Madden have righted that wrong. Yes, they have. (laughs) (laughs) They came swooping in there and went, do you know what? You're a 99. You're not a 98 (laughs) anymore. So there you have it. So he's the best quarterback out there. Bar none. Do you and reckon Madden, they've done that on purpose? Of course they have. They've, got, they've thought, <laughs> they, you know, we'll swoop in now and we'll look like the good guys, you know. Yeah, no, it's true. But I, I actually was wondering whether they were going to like 
um, downgrade him to the sixth best quarterback on Madden. <laughs> but you know, ninety-one, you'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but no, they made him the best, rightfully so. So yeah, Madden over PFF. Yeah. Now um, the other thing as well is that Mahomes seems to be breaking the Hall of Famers. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sweeping through the whole of the NFL <laughs> Hall of Fame at the moment. And he's got to Troy Aikman. Now, this isn't anything that Mahomes has done. Well, you could argue he has done this because mm-hmm. it, it's his stats that's kind of brought this up. But um, Yeah. <laughs> Don't play well in case you get people bring <laughs> yeah. up news that can offend Hall of Famers, Pat. Cross, what exactly. are you doing, mate? <laughs> now, um, Seth Kaiser and, well, a good friend of the show, Seth Kaiser, and, and Josh Briscoe on the, from The Athletic, and have actually rocked Troy Aikman in a way because they stated, wasn't it? Let's have a look. Now, they stated that Mahomes already has 36% of Aikman's career touchdowns in 8% of the games that Troy Aikman's played. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> all I can think is that Troy Aikman got triggered by this, yeah. completely triggered by it. And he put a tweet out quoting that other tweet from uh, from The Athletic saying, Talk to me when Mahomes has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. <laughs> now, if you're Patrick Mahomes, you must be reading this and thinking, what have I done? <laughs> what the hell did I do? Mahomes, who is like the nicest guy in football. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he probably loves Troy Aikman. And he probably you know, he appreciates any Hall of Famer. I mean, everybody well, He's does. a Texas kid, isn't he? Exactly. And then to have this on your doorstep and think, well, I've, I've, not, I've not said anything. I've not mentioned anything. <laughs> What the hell's going on? Um, I mean, Seth and Josh. I mean, <laughs> they, they 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 dug up gold when they exactly. when they got this. And they? you know, it was very tongue in cheek when they said it. But next thing you know, it's a national story, and Troy yeah. Aikman has just blown this whole thing up. What I want to happen is to when Mahomes wins the Super Bowl, that Josh Briscoe and Seth Kaiser actually go back to Troy Aikman and talks to him. Then <laughs> I actually want <laughs> yeah. it to happen. Just retweet him again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that would be good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, Mahomes, and we could go on about him all night and all that but we do have a game to talk about which is going to be against the Lions and uh, yeah um, I must admit I'm going to start first of all with saying the Lions fans I really like the Lions fans I've had a great time with them when they were over here so I've got nothing nothing bad to say about the Lions and they've been doing alright haven't they this season yeah there's nothing offensive about the Detroit Lions no they're just like I don't mean it's horribly but they are a nothing team like the most offen- like offensive thing they've probably ever done is cause two Hall of Famers to retire far too early. Yes. That's probably the worst thing they've done. But outside of that, how has the Detroit Lions ever offended anybody? No. They're, they're, they're the whipping boys of their division traditionally. Yeah. And they just don't do anything. Like no. they play in a city that bought us a Ford. <laughs> Motor City. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I happen to drive a Ford, so <laughs> I'm, I'm thanks for listening, it. folks. <laughs> <laughs> top 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 draw analysis on the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. <laughs> and Tom, they they have they brought us Ford. I like Ford, so there we go. End of end of uh, end of I our like, analysis. I like this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the snippet that I edit out for um, social media post. <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's have a look at the the previous games because <laughs> I can't believe you said that about Ford. <laughs> I have a Ford, so therefore I like Ford and I like Detroit. Um, Eight Miles a good film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Home improvement. Lines... That's pretty good. Oh my god! You're really going through all of this, Detroit. Yeah, Detroit... yeah. and the Detroit Pistons. I I didn't like the, I didn't I didn't like the um the Detroit Pistons. Right, 
when you finish this podcast and anyone that's listening to this podcast if you haven't heard of this before um google the malice at the palace and it was a fight between the detroit pistons and the indiana pacers uh, i think it was back in 2004 it started with um a player called ron artest that um got a drink thrown at him by from the the crowd in detroit and the next thing you know it just all kicks off really it is, it, yeah it's incredible to watch it's really funny um but it, it's, it's funny but full, serious yeah it's funny but serious it's a full-blown <laughs> brawl between nba fans and yeah. the opposite team and the players as well like the suspensions that were handed out after like jermaine o'neill got banned for the rest of the year ron artest got banned for the rest of the year the suspensions were huge and we're talking like like 60 70 game suspensions here so oh, they, because of somebody threw a drink at someone yeah honestly you should the malice wow. at the palace as soon as you finish this podcast go and go and watch it i'm sure loads of people that have from america have heard of it have obviously seen it before but i'm sure there's a lot of people over here on this side of the pond that hasn't heard of it i'm surprised so you've yeah, heard of it because you, yeah. you you're not keen on baseball <laughs> basketball mate oh is it basketball oh, <laughs> that was baseball <laughs> no no basketball oh, um, right. no go go check it out go check it out it, it's um it's certainly entertaining baseball. It, yeah you'll love it you'll watch it several times i guarantee yeah yeah. All right, I'll have to watch that then. Okay. All right. Well, you've just taken us off down a different path, so I'll try and drag it back on there, mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, previous games by the Lions. Uh, they were at the Cardinals, tied 27 27. Uh, Chargers, they won that against the Chargers, which was great. Thank you very much for the Detroit Lions for that. Uh, they beat them 13 10. And then they won at the Eagles, 27 24. So when you look at that, they've only scored a maximum of 27 points. Mm-hmm. They're going to get creamed, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 27 points isn't going to be enough this it's um, not, is it? This Sunday the, the Detroit Lions could quite easily beat 0-3 mm-hmm. like their record they, they're, they're going to this game 2-0-1 they should have won the, the Cardinals game but they could have quite easily lost that game as well yeah, after having such a big lead going into the fourth quarter the, the Cardinals brought it back and obviously went to overtime and anyone can win an open over time, like it, it's it's essentially a coin toss, as we as we know. Um, but that, that game, that game ended up a draw. The game against the Chargers, the Chargers special teams royally fucked that up. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, as they normally do. Um, kickers cost them, turnovers cost them. Phil Rivers threw a terrible interception. Um, yes, he does. So that's, that's a game that they probably should have lost as well. The Detroit Lions, and then last week. I don't know what was wrong with the Philadelphia Eagles receivers' hands, but they were dropping Every- everything. <laughs> yeah, literally everything. And if they make two or three more catches, then that game is, or even one more catch, you could argue, and it's a completely different result. So the the Detroit Lions have been treading on a very very fine line through this first three weeks of the season, and I think their luck is going to run out massively this Sunday. Yeah. Um, what do you think are going to be their their pro kind of you know their pro uh, Attributes to this game. Do you think they're they're going to cause us problems in any particular area? I kind of like their receiver group. Um, Golladay's obviously taking a step up. I've always liked Marvin Jones. Um, yeah. He's made such a good little career for himself from Cincinnati to Detroit. And when he's come to Detroit, he's kind of just become like one of those reliable guys, like an Anquan Bolden, like not to the levels of Larry Fitzgerald, but along that sort of lines where you just know you can rely on him and he just makes plays, ticks over every single game with a few receptions. And he, he's going to be a guy that the Chiefs need to know where he is at all times. And they've got Damian Mandola as, as well, who in spurts can be quite good. He was quite good week one and then week two and week three, he's fallen off a little bit. But he's certainly capable of, 
of making plays. So yeah, I do think that this is probably the toughest test that our DBs have faced in terms of wide receivers so far this season. Yeah, it just says on the uh, injury report, uh, Danny Amendola has a problem with his chest. He didn't participate oh. in training on Wednesday, apparently. Oh, I don't know a, what it is today. But As an asthmatic, I can sympathise with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You asthmatic? I am, mate. No way. Yeah, do you want me to ring my mum and find, tell yeah, her? Please, that? Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm not having that. Yeah, let's get your mum on again. That's great. Mum, what disease have I got? Or <laughs> <Little> condition? <laughs> yeah. condition? Which one, love? Which one? Uh, <laughs> well, you put cream on it, don't you? Yeah, no, not that one, mum. Not that one. <laughs> shut up, mum. Shut up, shut up mum. <laughs> right, that's enough for me, mum. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Well, I've got them down as uh, the, the the Lions. They looked from the previous games. They've got a good short passing game. They do. Uh, they seem to use the slants, flats. Uh, it, well, it's Stafford's preferred choice, basically, mm-hmm. um, and they do seem to do pretty well in that in that area. Um, the O line looked decent. It is decent. It, it is, is decent. very decent, and, and it really does open that running game for them, which I, uh, it did well. It can cause us problems with, as mm-hmm. we've seen against the Ravens, but. Um, Stafford's not really a mobile quarterback, is he? He's so, not. He's not. So. And it, it seems like he's lost a bit on the arm as well because, like, in he's not throwing long he, at all. Is he, he was throwing it long, and obviously he had the benefit of having Megatron there, where he could just throw it up, and Megatron would go. He'd and catch get everything, it. wouldn't he? Yeah, he'd just go up and get it, and rebound, and want do his thing. But he obviously doesn't have that option anymore, so he has to be a little bit more conservative with the ball. But the O line are certainly giving him the protection so far this season. It's going to be really tough for Frank Clark, Chris Jones. Okafor, Ogba to try and make a difference this week up front. I think this game is going to be won and lost on the defensive side of the ball uh, by the DBs and see how they hold up. Because like I said earlier, I do think it's their toughest test. Karen Johnson's a good runner. Um, they like to run outside a lot. Um, no, tell a lie. Blah. That was the Eagles that were running outside a lot. They like yeah. to run uh, against them, rather. Um, they like to run in between the tackles. So it'll be interesting to see how the Chiefs' defense hold up against a run. But... Um, Ultimately, I just don't think it's going to matter no. because I don't think they've got enough on the other side of the ball to stop that quarterback. You know, the world's greatest quarterback. Well, this is the thing as well because we 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 know about Darius Slay. He's a good mm-hmm. he's a good corner, isn't he? Yeah. But uh, he's suffering from a hamstring now. He did limited participation in the uh, in, in the practice this week. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're suffering from a hamstring, you do not want to be going against the Legion of Zoom, do you? No, you don't. You're going to blow it out straight away. Is, is, is that is that a new nickname for what? What's, what's that for the Legion of Zoom? Legion of Zoom. Never heard that before. Never heard that one before. No, no. I never mention it. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but I'm kind of a big. Deal. I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying not to mention it, but you know, it's just Dave's not here, so go nuts. Uh, yeah, no, I should do, shouldn't I? He, <laughs> yeah. he, he can't stand it, can he? He's no, like, ah, oh, shut up! I, can't, I don't, don't like the cheese of it. Um, but yeah, they've got they've got a bit of a problem at cornerback because uh, Rashan Melvin is also out at the moment. He's limited, mm. um, so they, they they have got some concerns on the defensive side because um, is it Mike Daniels mm-hmm. as well, uh, yeah. defensive tackle? He he didn't uh, didn't participate. So no. already you're looking at a couple of key players there that 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 could be game changers that mm-hmm. aren't probably fancying going up against the Chiefs. It's yeah, well it depends. They. They're going to play. It's whether they're 100%. And unfortunately, if you're a DB in this league and you're going against the Chiefs, you need to be 100%. Sometimes, or more often than not, 100% isn't enough to even make a difference. Um, I'm interested to see what will happen up front with Trey Flowers because Trey Flowers obviously played for the the Patriots last year and then Mm. 
they decide to let him go and he signed that big money contract this offseason going to Matt Patricia his former defensive coordinator um, seeing how he does this Sunday against our two tackles depending on what side he decides to line up on but mm-hmm. it should be quite interesting to see how he gets on but I think the Chiefs were going to I think you're going to see a lot of the Chiefs getting the ball out early this year and trying to yeah. find their guys and kind of yards after catch because I think the Lions are quite good at stopping over the top so you're going to yeah. see a lot of underneath stuff I expect to see a hell of a lot of Travis Kelsey this week a lot of LaShawn McCoy and um, Daryl Williams out of the backfield. I, I I think the receivers will still eat and get theirs. Yeah, but I think it's going to be obviously we've had the the Sammy Watkins game, we've had the Demarcus Robinson game, we've kind of had the McCall Hardwin game. Travis Kelsey's been ticking along very nicely with six or seven catches every game, but I think this is going to be his game. I think you're right. I think uh, I think from from a defensive point from the Lions, they do seem to bring. Quite a good defense, good good edge rushes. I thought mm-hmm. from from the previous considering, games. Considering they rush four so many times, and yeah. just rush four, they do manage to get quite a bit of pressure. There was several times that Carson Wentz was running for his life on Sunday, um, but even when he was running for his life, he was getting the ball away. But honestly, those those receivers for the Eagles, they were coming short to catch everything, but they weren't catching. They couldn't catch a cold last Sunday. They were that bad, and mm-hmm. so far we haven't really had an issue with drops with yeah. the Chiefs receivers like there's been a couple that have got away but in the majority have they've been fairly solid so far this season with yeah. um, with their hands one thing I did notice with the uh, the Lions is the um, they, they didn't particularly like the screen players against them uh, mm. they seem to open up quite a bit for um, you know um, quarterbacks dumping it off to the running yeah. back and just and just you know gaining loads of yards from that so that could be something that Andy Reid he loves a good screen a screen mm. player doesn't he it's, um, it's, a, it's a good point that you kind of you've kind of indirectly brought up about like the screen game because if we could have picked any team to play the Lions for us to scout against, it would be the Eagles. Yeah. It would be Doug Peterson and that offense because I would argue that they're probably the closest offense to us. Yeah. in the league in terms of the way we set up and you've got the big playability but you've also got the cleverness and you've got like a brilliant offensive coordinator in mind obviously you've got Sean McVay who runs a very different offense but he's equally as clever as say a Doug Peterson so I do think the Chiefs would have obviously they're going to look at all the film but it's kind of like a perfect setup for us because they can now look at the film see what worked for the Eagles and what they can take out of their own, own offense that necessarily didn't work for the Eagles and then try things that do work. Like you could argue if you wanted common opponents, you'd want the the teams to play the Eagles, then the Bears, then the Chiefs. And then yeah. you've got all the film you need because you have Doug Peterson, Matt Nagy, then Andy Reid. But yeah, it's kind of a good setup game. And I think that's why the Chiefs are going to have such a fun time on Sunday. Like it is going to be like a cakewalk. I'm talking like Raiders in the second quarter, cakewalk for the Chiefs. It's in a dorm as well and it's going to be no oh, air. We haven't, even, we haven't even talked about that yet. We haven't even mentioned it, have we? No. Um, I mean, I've Mahomes in a st- dorm. I've got some stats for you here. Right. Go on. Mahomes in a dome at college whilst he was at Texas Tech. He played four games in a dome. Okay. Yeah. He averaged 492 yards a game. Averaged? Averaged. Okay, this is Texas 12. This is Texas Tech. This is Big 12 football. So Big 12 football essentially is like playing Madden on easy mode. Um, <laughs> it really is. Um, but we need to get sponsored by Madden, don't we? We do, we do. Not PFF. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, 492 yards average. He averages five touchdowns a game and one interception a game in oh, a dome. Man, this is going to be tasty, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
I think the impressive thing there is that he averages one interception a game when he's throwing 500 yards nearly a game. His teams are putting up 40 to 60 points. And he's only it's in the college game, yeah, 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 in the college, and so he still only averages one interception a game. Do you say is that how good he is at looking after the ball, <laughs> PFF, or <laughs> do you look at it the other way and say how shit must the Big Twelve defenses be? I'm leaning towards <laughs> how bad the Big Twelve defenses must be. Yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. watched? Have you watched Big Twelve football? It's, no, no. It's 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 not good. Like it's fun. It, it is fun. Um, but, it's not a good standard, no. Uh, no, it's like offensively, it's quite good. But again, you could say that's because of the bad defenses. Like Oklahoma, the um, Kansas are terrible. Texas Tech, are, Texas Tech, yeah, you just it's a Baylor. The, Baylor was good when they had RG three. Yeah, like there's some good teams in there. Obviously, Baker Mayfield played in the Big Twelve, but that's about it. And there's some bad teams. There's some really bad teams, and there's a couple of good teams. I just yeah, if you want to shoot out and love points, watch Big 12 football. But if you you actually want football, don't watch it. Probably <laughs> really football, don't. yeah. But this is why teams don't want did were so apprehensive about drafting Mahomes in the first place because they said, oh, look at the conference he's playing. He's playing Big 12 where there's no uh, defense. Right. So how does it translate? And obviously you've got Cliff Kingsbury now who was Texas Tech head coach, gone to Arizona. So now it would be interesting to see how a, a Big 12 coach moves into the pro- to the program to see how he gets along. But um, getting back to the point, yeah, Mahomes in the dome, he's going to light it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just feel it, don't you? You do, yeah. You just you feel do. it. You just you feel do. it. And especially if the uh, cornerbacks aren't particularly uh, healthy, fit, or mm-hmm. anything like that, I think he's going to have a yeah, he's going to have a big game, I think. I th- is this going to be the first 500-yard game? No. No? No, I don't think he's gonna do. I don't think he's gonna get one. Really? I don't. Probably, probably for something, would you say? I do, I think the defense is too good for him to get one. Yeah. But then again, I suppose he was one penalty away from getting it in Oakland. Yeah. Maybe not this week. Maybe not this week. But yeah, okay. I'll, I'll sell that he gets one this season. <laughs> uh, which player are you particularly looking forward to watching on the Lions? Um. Slay, there are Slay, Slay only, be- yeah. only because I think he might be a Chiefs player within the next five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? There's there's quite a few people stirring that pot now, aren't they? Yeah. Trying Hashtag, to get there. Where's Darius? Where's Darius? <laughs> I'm colorblind. Um, I'm thinking TJ TJ Hawkinson might have a, 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 oh, a good yeah. game against them because him. yeah, because I think that I I think it'd be too tempting for Stafford to throw to him. Um, but I also think that this is where we get the interception from Matthew. Potentially, potentially. Yeah. Um, he might have a good game. The Chiefs obviously shut down Mark Andrews last week for the Ravens, and he yeah. was considered their biggest receiving threat. But I do think that the Lions offer a little bit more than just TJ Hawkinson. It's a big so lad, though, isn't he? Yeah, he is a big lad. He's, he what, he's drafted 10th overall, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was a really high draft pick. So, yeah, he might get his field. But I, I think you're right. I think Honey Badger was so close last week. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? A couple of occasions. I, yeah. I, think, I think the deer are going to get a few turnovers this week. I think it's going to be a fun, fun game to watch. Gonna have, they're going to have to start doing it, aren't they? Getting mm-hmm. some turnovers in. I mean, they don't need to, but it'd be no. nice to have some, wouldn't it? It'd be mm-hmm. lovely to have some. Mm-hmm. Um, the game is going to actually going to start over here at 6pm. We haven't mm-hmm. had a late one for four weeks, mate. No, but we've got several coming. <laughs> yeah, shh. <laughs> Let's just enjoy it. <laughs> 6pm, I thought. Yeah, that's all right. And it's yeah. not even on uh, Sky this week, so that's that's, that's that's a good thing. So we, we our, our game passes uh, uh, back in play again. Um 
What's the prediction from you for this game? Okay, score prediction. I thought long and hard about this. Oh, have you? You haven't been doing analytics with PFF, have you, to uh, <laughs> work out your your score? I have a formula. I know the formula involves me copying a score from before. So I'm going to say that the Kansas City Chiefs win against the Detroit Lions, 45-10. A repeat of the 2015. A repeat of the 2015 score that happened in Wembley Stadium, London, England. That's just poetic, that mate. Boom. That would be just poetic, wouldn't it? And, It'd and, be and like a few could, years could... ago when Stoke beat Bolton 5-0 <laughs> in the FA Cup semi-final. And then, obviously, we don't want this to happen. But when Bolton then played Stoke in the next league game, Bolton beat Stoke 5-0. Yeah? Yeah. That was kind of poetic. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah I suppose, yeah. And then... Mm. Yeah, I suppose we've got the the poetic side of it as well, where the Royals won on the same day the Chiefs won in uh, in the UK. They, they did. won the World Series. They did. They yeah. did. Uh, I'm going with. I'm going to give the Lions 27 points because they've been doing that quite consistently. Okay. So I'm going to give them 27 points, but I'm also going to give the Chiefs 37. 10 points. That's conservative for you. Yeah, it is quite conservative. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I'm not. Overly convinced with our defense at the minute, but like you said, a couple of sh- a couple of turnovers might just change all of that. I just think mm-hmm. we just need to knit in a little bit more, um, and and yeah, just work out what what style they're going to be. But yeah, I think I think it's going to be thirty seven twenty seven. But I like your score better. I so do I. But I'll take yours. A win's a win at the end of the day. Exactly. Uh, as long as they keep scoring points, we're going to be fine. Yeah. Yep. Good. Right. All right then. I think that's our thoughts for the uh, the Arrowheads Broad podcast. Can I- can I just butt in one second? Go on, what? I have some news regarding the meetup. Ooh. Have you? Bristol. I think you are going to mention Newcastle again. No, 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 Newcastle. That's all sorted, mate. That's all sorted. If you're coming to Newcastle, we've got this sorted. If you're not booked yet for Newcastle, get booked because it's going to be incredible. But we finally have a venue for Bristol. Yeah. Thank you very much to Sam Matthews, uh, Chiefs fan from Western Supermare, also my brother-in-law, um, for sort of <laughs> For sorting this out because he has arranged a venue in Bristol for us. We're going to go to All Stars in Bristol. They are going to set up an area just for us. For us Chiefs fans, we're going to have a couple of booths, room for about 20 to 30 people, and we're going to go there, watch the game, and just have a lovely time, as I say every time about me. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was in Sam's backyard then. No, no, no. <laughs> you were going on there. Yeah. I thought, oh, Sa- God. Sam's mum is cooking. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely fine. Pizza no. and chips, jelly and ice cream afterwards. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going it's to be great. That's, um, that's for the Raiders game uh, in on December the 1st. Um, so, yeah, if you can make it for you guys in the southwest or you Exeter Chiefs fans, so you guys in Wales, Gloucester, that sort of way, Swindon, get yourself to Bristol. I'll be there. Sam will be there. There'll be several other Chiefs fans there. Get yourselves there. Let's have a few drinks. Let's watch the Chiefs beat the Raiders again and then just have a <laughs> okay. lovely, lovely time. It's getting boring now. It's beating the Raiders all the time. It's, it? it's yeah. just this Mahomes mania. It's just getting boring. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Don't take him for granted. <laughs> All right, then. That's great. Uh, right. Well, I think we'll leave it there, bud. Um, so, yeah, if you've uh, got any thoughts for uh, the Arrowheads Broad podcast, obviously let us know at the um, Twitter page at KCChiefs underscore UK. And from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.